It's time for another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. He had the hair in the middle of his buck and a horn on the top of his head. Big triangle-shaped shiny object in the sky. I don't know what it was. That's, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. None of this stuff is real. I know what I saw. Think you know everything about World War II? Think again. The Philadelphia Experiment. Welcome to another episode of The Attic. This week is the Philadelphia Experiment. Well, we were supposed to have the Philadelphia Experiment last Thursday for our second episode. But if you listened to our second episode, you found out that somehow the tape was uh, erased. Right. The tape was erased. Now, the Philadelphia Experiment is a government uh, project. Did the government erase our tape so this would not get out? I don't know. Anyway, hopefully this one will make it out and they won't erase this one. (laughs) Right. Right. Let's give a little background. The time is 1941, World War II. The Japanese have just bombed Pearl Harbor. The United States is at war, and we are not doing very well. The Navy has been decimated, and we are trying to find any way that we can to win this war. In 1942 and 1943, two battles were fought in the Pacific, the Battle of the Coral Sea and the Battle of Midway. With these two battles, the United States Navy now has the upper hand on the Japanese Navy. But is the war going to drag on forever? In 1943, an experiment to end the war is done in the Philadelphia shipyard on the USS Escort Destroyer Eldridge. Now, what I'm about to tell you, you make up your mind for your own. Is it true or is it false? The government says it never happened, but there is a lot of, there's a lot of documentation to whether this happened. So let me give you a little background on the Philadelphia experiment. The basis of the experiment is this. If we can transport a ship from one place to the other, think of the advantages that would be if you could take your ship, put it in to, say, Tokyo Bay, let all the cannons fire onto the cities, say Tokyo, and then able to bring it out back to where it started. And you're talking about teleporting it, right? Teleporting, yes. Yes, teleporting. So in 1943, the U.S. Navy decides that they have this device that they can either teleport or cloak this USS Eldridge, which would make it impossible for the enemy to see. Now, you can imagine the advantages of this. Obviously, you could teleport or cloak a ship 
put it anywhere you want it, fire on the enemy, and then cloak it or bring it back, teleport it to where it was. Uh, obviously, you've seen this in the Star Trek shows where the Klingons can uh, cloak their vessels, you know, and you can't see them, obviously. Now, um, that's way in the future, but at this time, that was one of the ideas that they came up with. So, the way the story goes, now you think that's strange that you could cloak or teleport a uh, object. But during that time, during World War II, the United States and the government was desperate for any ideas on how to win the war. And, I mean, as oddball as cloaking sounds, they also adopted other oddball rules, or other oddball suggestions, and actually put money into them. One of those was the exploding dead rats. What's that mean? They They would drop thousands of dead rats into Germany around the factories, and then the workers would pick them up to get rid of them and throw them in the incinerators in the factory and would explode and blow up the factory. So where would they get the dead rats? I guess they would kill them here. Oh, kill them. And drop them out of the airplanes. So then the enemy would find rats dead, and to get rid of them, throw them in the incinerator. Throw them into the building incinerator. Not knowing that they're packed with explosives. Not knowing that they're packed with explosives. And then that would cripple the furnaces. Another one was to uh, actually this is was exploding poop. Now, what's that mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, what does that mean? Well, okay. If you couldn't put mines in a road, you could throw like cow patties mm-hmm. in the middle of the road. A tank's going to go not going to go around the cow patty. It's going to run over it. And explode. Now, on, a, on a, a tank, all you gotta do is blow the track off. You don't have to blow the tank up. You just blow a track off, and that's it. And the third one that now there's hundreds, trust me. Right. But these are just the oddball ones that I wanted to to express to you. But the third one was the incinerary bats. Now, this one here, where bats were going to be dropped out of airplanes over. Japan. And at the time, Japan had houses that were not as sturdy. You know, you've seen them in the movies, the paper houses and things like that. And they were to drop them in daylight. The bats would find a place to hide, which was, you know, underneath the buildings or, you know, in the attics of these buildings. And then they would have small incinerary bombs on them. And then would go off and kill the bat, obviously, and burn the houses down. And once you burn one house, you know, they're just going to catch. They're all paper all the way through the whole place. And wood, the whole place burns down. So is it far-fetched that we tried to cloak a device? No. I mean, anything that comes through the government and says, look, we can disguise a ship where no one can see it, you're going to look at it. Oh, of course. So... As I said, this supposedly happened in 1943. Now, this came to light, this story, in 1955, as UFO researcher Morris Jessup, who wrote The Case of the UFO, 
received two letters from a retired Navy ensign who, who claimed to have witnessed the Eldridge disappear from Philadelphia and teleported to New York. No, you're saying that this guy actually witnessed this. According to Jessup, he actually witnessed it. Now, now this is according to Jessup. Now, Jessup, who wrote the book, The Case of the UFO, which failed miserably. <laughs> it did. Yes, it failed miserably. So, but in 1957, a hundred copies were reprinted on this UFO book by the U.S. Navy, U.S. Navy intelligence. And they were only for, they were handed out to Navy personnel only. Now, does that kind of spark an interest there? The Navy, who claims this didn't happen, Writes, pays for a second publish of only a hundred copies. Now why they would, have enough copies, I guess, to hand out to their personnel. Now, why would they do that? I mean, if if nothing happened, why wouldn't you just get like one copy or two? Why one hundred copies? That's the question. You know, I'm going to have to say that there might be something to this. Don't you think? Well, yeah. Okay, so let's go back to the original Philadelphia experiment. Here's supposedly, now this is based on Albert Einstein's theories that if you bend light, you're able to move objects from one point to the other. Now, I don't know if that's happened, but E equals MC squared was probably something that nobody believed either. <laughs> right, so it happened. Right. So if Albert Einstein says it, I got to think that if you could bend light, it could happen. So the Eldridge, according to this incident, was equipped with these two powerful generators on the ship. And when these generators were kicked on, a blue or a light green glow came across the ship and then, boom, disappeared. Now, according to this guy who was on the other ship, said it was back in a matter of minutes. Right. But when the, when the Eldridge came back, there were many catastrophes on the ship. Uh, not only were people blacked out, sick to their stomach, uh, vomiting all over the place, but some of the individuals were even worse, where there's reports that some of them were fused into the side of the ship. Some of them were, their top torsos were on the first deck, and their bottom were, the, you know, the metal had gone between them, without cutting them in half. And what? their leg, yeah, this this is the um, these the first hand uh, accounts from this. Um people had gone crazy on the ship. 
I don't know. I mean, we don't know anything about time travel. But I'm assuming it would have to give you some kind of effect when you came back. Let's just look at the movies today. When people travel through time, they come back and they're sick. Now, did they take it from this? Or, you know, they're, you know, they just don't get up and go. Right. You know, you know what I'm saying. Right. Well, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Because I have questions. Sure, sure. Um, The Navy still says this didn't happen. But there have been books and movies written since this happened. And probably the most... uh, Probably the one that brought the Philadelphia Experiment to life was a 1964 movie based on this experience. Now, did this happen? Well, I'm going to say this. With the other goofy experiments that they tried, with the bats and the poop and the the rats, would they be working on something like this? Yes. This could end the war. Um, but did they? Uh, it seems hard, seems far fetched. But everyone's familiar with the Air Force and their stealth bomber. Now that that the stuff, first stealth bomber came out in '89. Hmm. Now, okay. Do you think it, it had been worked on since '88? Probably not. It's probably been worked on for years and years and years to get the ability to be stealth. You know, the the bomber reflects radio waves away from the plane, which makes it hard to see with radar. I mean, the Eldridge had those two giant... um, The Eldridge had those two giant generators on it to try to bend radio waves. So you're kind of in the same ballpark here. Um, and you know how quiet the stealth bomber is. Right. Uh, like if you're at a football game and a regular plane does a flyover, it shakes the stadium, you can't hear. Someone almost has to point the stealth bomber out to you on a flyover. Right. So I would say that this, in my opinion, if it did happen, the government wouldn't tell us anyway. I mean, do you agree with that? Oh, well, yeah, of course. They wouldn't. What what are they going to do? Come out and say, yeah, we teleported a ship and killed 50 people? Yeah, so that's not going to happen. But were they working on something like this? What do you think? Well, they almost had to be, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just don't get the stealth that quick. It's years and years and years. I mean, look at our jets now. Right. Supersonic jets. That started, what, 1907 with the White Wright Brothers? <laughs> so, right. you know, it's... Well, here's a couple of questions. I yeah. Have. So, if the whole theory is that they could teleport a ship or anything from point A to point B and back to point A. Yes. All right. You said that there was a guy that witnessed this. Yes. Have we heard any witness accounts from point B. In other words, if you're standing at point A, which would be somewhere in the United States, and point B would be a, a, a port in Japan, right. for example. So our witness, or the witness that you talked about, 
was, was on a ship right next to was the on the a ocean. ship right next to it yeah. at point A. Yeah. So if it goes to point B and destroys something and then goes back, well, it's impossible for it to have killed every single person at point B. Right. Somebody has to survive. Right. Okay. Have we heard anybody in, in New York? No, in like Japan, say, are any writings or anything from Japan going, look, the ship appeared out of nowhere, destroyed our harbor, and then it disappeared? Because somebody would have to be around to explain that. Or is there any accounts of like, we don't know what happened, but the ship appeared out of nowhere and killed everybody? No, I don't see. I, I haven't found any accounts on that. Right. I think after they refused into the... Um, so we're thinking this was like a test run. Test run. After they right. refused into the uh, sides of the ship, Right. I think they realized that Can't maybe we should it. work on the atomic bomb. <laughs> right. You know? Maybe we should do something. So the other question is... Uh, so now this is just from a layman's standpoint. I'm no scientist. You know, but I but I have spent plenty of nights at the Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> there you go. But you would have to think that they would test this before they put a bunch of men on the ship and send it out for a mission. You would you would think they would have had to have had several tests where the ship was empty, and they could send it not all the way to Japan, but maybe a hundred yards or. 100 miles out in the ocean, and other ships would be around it. So, in other words, they say, listen, we're going to test our, our device. So, you guys go out there, ships that can monitor this. We're going to send an empty ship out and an empty ship back. That way, we can test it. And then you just tell us if it pops up there. I can't believe that the very first time they used it was when they put a bunch of men on it and tried to send it to Japan. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then all these people allegedly get killed. But the way the story is going, as you researched it, was all these people got killed and or maimed or whatever, fused into the hull of the ship, and they abandoned the project. Yeah, it looks like when they sent it to New York and brought it back, the casualties were too high that they decided to scrap the project. Well, they I can't say they scrapped the project. They just decided, let's work on it a little bit longer. Right. Because, you know, like I said, with the stealth bomber, it's kind of that, you know, you're kind of using the same, you don't want it to be seen. Let's put it that way. Right. You're not using the same technology. Right. But it's cloaking. So we think... Theoretically, the Philadelphia experiment was, in a way, a precursor to the stealth bomber. Yeah, I think so. I mean, let's face it. Would the government tell us the truth on Army secrets? No. Or, I'm sorry, Navy secrets. No, military no. secrets. Period. Military secrets. Let's face it. Would the government tell us anything on military secrets? No. So is a possibility this could have happened. And probably if they uh, uh, teleported it somewhere, there'd be nobody there that could see. It would just be the guys on the ship that came back. Now, I don't know how this one guy saw it leave and come back. Right. But I'm sure he wasn't supposed to. Well, 
But again, I'll go back to there had to be several tests. I mean, if I could teleport something, I mean, I'd, I'd test it and just try to teleport it down the street and back. Like an apple? You know, yeah, like that. Something. Is that what you mean? You no, start no, no, out no. with something small and then work your way up? And no, then... no, not necessarily that. But so, okay, so let's say this thing works. Whoever's working on it, let's say it works. But we don't know if we can bring it back. So the first thing I have to do is test it in a controlled setting where somebody could get on the ship and, <laughs> and drive it back if, if it gets stuck. That's what I was saying. We'll send it 100 miles out in the ocean, and there's 10 other ships out there. So we can't bring this thing back. Somebody has to get on it and ride it back. I just don't think the first time they used it was when it was full of men on a mission or even a test mission. So there has to be some documentation of that somewhere, right? Well, the only thing I can say about that is it's during wartime. You're desperate. So you do right. desperate things. You really don't have enough time. you got to get it now. You know, during wartime, uh, you've right. got to come up with things now. Yeah, but and, they have to test it. Though. And the test run is maybe something quick, which may not be the ship but could be something else mm-hmm. and then you're like okay and the government's like okay we were able to move a car right. and brought it back okay well we don't have time to test the ship the war is going you know this way or that way we need to do this now okay in conclusion the question is do we believe that this happened. So I'm going to ask you first, do you believe that this happened? Well, you have eyewitness accounts, allegedly. You have details. And the one thing that stuck out to me was the fusing of the bodies to the hull and the body of the ship. And the reason is because I was thinking if you teleport something, you have to break it down and reassemble it. Like in Star Trek. Right. So I was thinking, well, how could they do that with all these people on there and not have an incident? I mean, somebody would be fused to the metal at some point or something would happen. They'd have to break down every single piece of the ship and then reassemble it somewhere else. Now, that's just in my very, very layman's understanding of it. So you have that. You have a lot of documentation. You even have the Navy ordering all of these books for some reason. And this story started in 1943, and we're still talking about it. You had a movie about it, uh, and people are still talking about it. So I'm going to say, in my opinion, something happened. Something happened. More than just talk at a table. You know, I don't think if somebody, Joint Chiefs of Staff, were saying, hey, wouldn't it be great if we could teleport a ship into a harbor? If that was the only thing that happened, we wouldn't still be talking about it. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you to an extent. I think something happened in the Philadelphia shipyard. I think something happened on the Eldridge. I think that they would really welcome cloaking and teleportation if they had it. Right. I'm not so sure that they teleported this ship. I will say the generators were on the ship. They tried to bend radio waves around the ship. P 
people got sick on the ship. Um, I mean, we have weapons now that police use that give out high-intensity sound waves that make people sick. I've seen that on TV. So something happened. I don't know if this ship was teleported to New York City, but something here happened to keep this in the... I believe something happened. I believe that the crew probably got sick and nauseated. I believe that um, they had generators on the ship. They tried to bend the waves, which made the crew sick. We have weapons nowadays that send out a sound wave that can make people sick. So I think that, I don't know if it was teleported, but they tried something. And, um, and I don't know if anybody was fused in it, but something happened in Philadelphia on the Eldridge. I, that's as far as I can go. So maybe, maybe the, the goal was to transport it, but they tested it and everybody got sick and too many casualties, so they scrapped it. They didn't use it in the war, but I don't think they scrapped it. Right. You know, and I think they may it have led to something else. Led to something else. Led to the stealth bomber. Well, all of this confusion, not confusion, but all of the controversy, did it happen? Did it not happen? Uh, who, who, th- who thought it up? Uh, what is the result? All of that makes it unexplained. It makes it a perfect story for the attic. On the next episode of The Attic. Is it a man, myth, legend, or is it just folklore? Or is it a disease of the body or a disease of the mind? On the next episode of The Attic, we discuss werewolves. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to our new feature, the Attic. Please subscribe, like, and review our podcast, and you can find us on all social media platforms. Just enter Core Extra Podcast and follow along. As always, thanks for listening.